You are listening to the Enormo Cast. Alex Honnold once said that being in Black Diamond Solution Harness feels like home. And that's either a ringing endorsement from one of the best or a desperate cry for help. The role we here at the Enormacast is just going to assume it's the former, because the latter is quite complicated. And besides, we climb in a solution too. Not a sport harness or a trad harness, it's the one harness that stays in my pack for everything, because it's comfy and svelte without all the extra muckety-muck. I mean, really, what's a full-strength haul loop actually for? Anyone? Anyone? Neither Smoot or Holly can tell you why you'd ever want 2,000 pounds hanging off your ass while you're climbing. So feel like you're home in a cleanly designed, comfortable solution harness from Black Diamond. And check out all their soft goods at blackdiamondequipment.com or your favorite retailer. Black Diamond, a proud sponsor of the Enormacast. If there's one thing the Italians understand about this world, it's that if something ain't baroque, don't fix it. And that's why Sportiva has faithfully kept its tried-and-true venerable classics in the line. The Mira, the Solution, and the Testarossa still outperform the latest flash-in-the-pan shoes out there. And they're also still built in a European monastery by silent, septuagenarian craftsmen who may or may not be lawfully entitled to six smoke breaks a day. So when it comes to shoe performance, what's it going to be? The latest or the greatest? Personally, I'll go with the greatest every time. So check out both the latest and the greatest at Sportiva.com or your favorite local shop. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big house. place. That's, out. Out. That's a big nice. place. You sold What's it that out. I'll say, you really should. What the hell are you doing? I couldn't sleep. I'm checking the ropes. There was a freight end on your rope. And I'm cutting it out. Good weather. Bad weather. Now or later, anytime. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment. With support from Maxim Ropes. And the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and entry Norma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the Norma cast. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Norma cast. This is your host, Chris Galus. It is June 14th, 2018, about 10.30 here in Colorado, and this is episode 152 of the Enormacast. The realization of my once stated dream interview in Rock and Ice Magazine, I believe is where I said that. My dream interview would be an interview with Max Jones and Mark Hudon, and guess what? I got it done. So this is uh, literally the realization of a dream. Yeah, Max Jones, Mark Hudon, some awesome, amazing sort of unsung free climbers from the late 70s. These guys made a very solid and very impressive for the day attempt at free climbing the Salate Wall in 1979. We talk about that. And uh, they were just um, sort of a dynamic duo in the mold of Piana and Skinner and, and hell, I'll just say it. 
Caldwell and Honnold. These guys were the proto, the proto duo. Anyway, that's what this one's about. And I think uh, I think we hit a sweet spot for the Enorma cast with this type of interview because, you know, one of the things I like to try to do is dig into the history and get some uh, maybe a little bit less known names on here. And these guys, I mean, if you're an aficionado, if you're pretty steeped in the lore, especially in Yosemite, then you have an idea who these guys are. But, you know, if you have a passing interest, these guys' names might have skipped your purview because of being overshadowed by guys like Kalk or Backer or even Jim Bridwell, who was a bit older than these guys. But um, they were right in the mix, right in the mix as Randy Levitt was coming up. Uh, they're a little older than Randy. But yeah, just that transition from aid walls to free climbing that really blew up in the 80s. These guys were uh, right at the forefront of that. And, um, you know, they freed most of the South A when they tried it and uh, didn't get freed entirely until 10 years later. And uh, frankly, using tactics that these guys just didn't allow themselves to use, which we talk about in there. They were, you know, they were in the in the paradigm of the 1970s with free climbing in terms of um, not hanging on roots, not trying roots over and over again, things that have become commonplace. So anyway, this is a good one. I'm excited about it. And uh, it's a deep, climby one. We actually don't, we don't get away from climbing at all much in this one. But, you know, we got to do those every once in a while. Instead of talking about all the feels and the inner demons and all that sort of business. Anyway, don't have much business to talk about here at the Enorma Cast. Uh, Lander's coming up. I actually haven't totally decided on on going to Lander yet or not. Hopefully that has nothing to do with your decision to go up there because it's still an awesome festival. And, you know, likely we're going to go up there, but I haven't made any solid plans for that. I don't have any official capacity up there this year, so... Right now, it's just a matter of going up there to have a good time, and I'll see how that all works timing-wise. But um, I always like to give a shout-out to the climbing festival up there in Lander. I think it's, uh, well, let me look it up here. Hold on a second. Okay, time travel. Yeah, just instantly looked that up. Uh, it's uh, the second weekend of July. Uh, so anyway, if you happen to be up there or if you're out on the road, it's worth a visit and uh, might be there. So I'll let you know in the next coming episodes if we make those plans. All right, let's get to this uh, this interview that I'm so stoked on. Hope you guys are stoked on it too. Sit back and enjoy some history from two guys that are still doing it 40 years later, are still partnered up and doing walls together. Pretty awesome story. Max Jones and Mark Hudon. To me, you know, and this goes way back, is that you guys are almost just too far ahead of your time in a way to me like technology almost hadn't caught up just quite enough but whatever but what you did was astounding in my opinion and i think in a lot of climbing people's opinion not physically what you did but that you had this vision to do it to try it what what do you guys feel about that i I mean looking at it now Mm -hmm. yeah it does seem that way and at the time i mean in mind i you know i think mark and i were kind of thinking the same but we were kind of in the mode of repeating routes, in particular Ray Jardine routes. And we couldn't figure out how this guy, we couldn't spend enough time in the valley to go hunt down all these little tiny things, you know, the Phoenix and Hangdog and all this stuff. And then it kind of, I remember one day looking at El Cap thinking, there is a lot of free climbing up there. There's a lot of pitches we could go do. We're doing these individual pitches on the ground. Why don't we just go do them up on El Cap when they're in plain view? So let's just go see what we can do. And I don't know that we were... uh, thinking that we could actually like okay we're gonna free it you know we're that good 
No, but we could do like, you know, 10, 20 first ascents of individual pitches up there. And that's what we were kind of after. Plus, we just like being on El Cap. Max and I, right away, we clicked. You know, our first route together was the nose. I hadn't known Max for four hours before we went on the nose. And and we just did it. And we had no problems. And we and we just totally clicked. And we we liked doing longer routes. We liked that sort of you know, rambling, you know, climbing 511 as your the 10th pitch of the day and being able to do that. And then, like Max said, we looked at El Cap and we went, look at all those pitches that might go free that would just be way good. And we didn't care that the whole route wasn't going to go free because we we always saw it as as taking a step and we didn't and even then we didn't think of it as history we just right. thought we're going to go have fun uh-huh. you know we're going to go up on el cap and we're going to go free climbing i mean there's got to be pitches you know way up there that are going to be 510b and they're going to be freaking great and we didn't care that it was earth shattering or anything like that we just wanted to go up there and and just like what max said just go check it out just go up there and climb and and ramble around and when you just said that you, you've met and the first thing you did was the nose, mm-hmm. what year was that? When did you guys meet? Uh, that was Seven. May, May of 1976. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say 76. And you were just, uh, you, you were just met in the valley. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, a friend of ours. Let's, let, let's set the scene of this. Um, I was a, like a Donner Summit local living in Reno. And so just doing a bunch of routes up there. And then uh, a f- bunch of friends, we'd go down to Yosemite. And I remember the first day we were on the North Apron where I saw Mark, where I met him. Didn't Spencer introduce us? Spencer yeah, a friend of ours. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we were at the North Apron and Middle Cathedral, and, uh, which were like scary freaking routes, you know. Back, yeah. Five, 12 climber, 5'9 kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like if you stayed on the route. And so I look up and I see Mark climbing this thing, uh, Black Primo. And you had like your black headband, looked like this total badass. And, I was, and, there, and these guys are going, you should climb with that guy. And I said, he's like way better than me. I'm not going to go climbing with that guy. He's you got know? a black headband. Yeah, he's got a black it's headband. It's like, you don't, so. you don't just like <laughs> I'm not going to mess with people black, with black he- headbands. Headband. You know? yeah, no, you got to earn that joke. black headband. And, uh, <laughs> and then so somehow, you know, we met and then we just started like doing a few, well, I, I think it was. And I can't, we met and then I came walking into your camp and said, let's go do the nose. He, uh... I was going to go do D&B that day, with a, or the next day, with a friend. And Max came in and said, hey, my buddies just crapped out on me on the nose. You said you want to do the nose. Do you want to do the nose? And I said, sure. And we started talking, and we said, hey, well, let's go. You know, even in 76, there was sort of a lineup. And so we drove down there, and things looked good. And we went, hey, let's go jug the ropes to heart, or to sickle. And spend the night up there and then and go because we had both climbed those pitches that season Mm -hmm. and they weren't that good there was permanent fixed ropes down from sickle back then and so we went off and got some gear and we drove back and we we jugged up there and spent the night and then climb climb the route over the next two and a half days nice was 
this a full aid mode or were you already thinking oh no like, we, oh, we'll we freed the, the stove legs right. and oh and it, i think just before we went up there you know calc and those guys had done like pancake flakes so we did pancake flake and okay. that was like the most out there coolest pitch ever i remember you know doing the great roof and freeing right up to where it goes horizontal and then i i distinctly remember trying to get my fingers in underneath underneath it and going well this is another lifetime right free in this pitch but i bet there's more to do up there and i Beyond that, I can't remember what we did, but anything we, we that freed, Calc and those guys freed, we freed. Yeah, we freed uh, boot flake, yeah. the boot, pancake flake. We freed everything up to like 11, 511A, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's probably 11C up the, you know, up to the great roof and pancake yeah. flake and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just to put it in perspective, and I don't, you know, I don't want to frame you guys as like dinosaurs, but we're, we're talking about like seventy-six soats pre-cams, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. swamis, yeah, yeah, swamis, swami belts, yeah. and yeah, no leg loops. What kind of shoes were EBs. like EBs. in the day? Yeah, <laughs> EBs. EBs. Pretty much everybody used them. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That was the shoe. Yeah, and so it's it's cool because you guys are are setting a at least within this small group a scene that doesn't sound when you were just talking about it that much different than today. I mean, you even said, yeah, even then you had to like, yeah. Oh yeah. But then I wanted to put that in perspective is that like, when you envision this, you don't envision, you know, like, yeah, even leg loops for Christ's sake. So, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So you're up there on a big wall for two and a half days in swami belts, right. you know, and hanging out. Yeah. So you well, chairs. And, so you kind of wanted to free climb. Yeah. Well, and, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, like, um, there was no, Gore-Tex, there was no Polypro. Right. I mean, we were cotton painter's pants, down oh, jackets. Yeah. No, the, 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 the pictures are you know. priceless of yeah. you guys yeah. in, yeah. Your, in, your, yeah. in your painter's I mean, pants. And I have that photo. And Max, Max and his mom made the haul bag. I mean, you couldn't go buy haul bags. Right. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't just go buy a haul bag. <laughs> so it's like a sewn canvas bag. Yeah. yeah with yeah. loops on it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, like seatbelt. I think I even sewed my own hammock. Oh. Like a single point suspension hammock. That's right, you did. And yeah. so you guys yeah. weren't even in portal ledges. Although oh, you can ledge no. out on, you can ledge. Yeah, on, we yeah. were on ledges every yeah, night. Yeah, so yeah. It yeah. awesome. It wasn't too bad. Right, right. So let's go. Let's individualize. Your, I mean, we're going to come back to this, but let's individualize. You know what got you to the valley to begin with? Like what? We don't have to go back to like the the thing where we talk about how you started climbing, but you know, give me this maybe a run up of what like Mark. How did you end up in the black well, band? <laughs> I was, I started climbing when I was 16 years old in mm -hmm. 1972 in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. And I remember Mountain 16 had the article by Doug Scott about climbing the South A with uh, Peter Habler. And I mean, I had no idea where Yosemite was and they had a picture of El Capitan, and I thought that was probably the only cliff in the whole park. I mean, I had no concept that there sure. was a valley or anything. And so so I thought, wow, Yosemite, holy moly. And then a couple of years later, a guy asked me to go out to, to go to Yosemite. I was 18 years old as a senior in high school. So I took six weeks off of my senior high school year to go out to Yosemite. I had never been west of Washington, D.C., and I went to Yosemite and uh and drove into drove into the valley at dusk and looked at El Cap and I went oh yeah I'm not climbing that thing right <laughs> and then and 4 weeks later I climbed the South A wall nice and so then I went I went back to New Hampshire for the last 3 weeks of my senior year graduated 
Um, so wait, you just pieced out on six weeks at high school at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I walked in on in my uh, the very first day of the of the year in September, right. and I I walked into my student uh, my student advisor's office, right. and I said I'm taking six weeks off. Um, I'll do any makeup any teacher wants, and if they don't want to give me any makeup, just just change the class. And the guy said I can't do that, and I said you have to. It's your job. <laughs> and and he wouldn't do it, so I changed advisors. Okay. And then, um, and I did all this makeup and, uh, two weeks before I was going to leave, I was now 18 years old, two weeks before I was going to leave, the, the principal called me into his office and he said, I don't know if I can let you go. And I said, well, I said, I'm 18 years old. If you don't let me go, I'll just quit school. I told him that I had done all this extra work and that I would just quit school and I would make it up in summer school. And whether he wanted to let me go or not was sort of irrelevant. Right. And so he called me in like three days before I was going to leave. And he said, oh, yeah, the superintendent of school said you could go. And I went, oh, yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it matters. It's, like, it's I already, bought, yeah. I already yeah. sold my haul bag, bro. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, and so, and, and so then, you know, this is the life start of a life of a climbing bum. I, I, I came back and I spent a year in college in New Hampshire majoring in art, but minoring in drinking and rock climbing. Mm hmm. And so I figured I was doing so poorly with the majoring in art part that I should just cut right to the chase. With the drinking and rock climbing. <laughs> Move out west right. and go drinking and rock climbing. And right. so that was pretty much what I've done my whole life. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's like the perfect... I mean, because that little story, and, and especially the high school thing, I think it tells a lot about it, like who you were yeah. at, at oh, yeah, that age. Yeah. And like, you know, not going to let whatever problem you know stop yeah. you from doing this thing that you wanted to do well and it i mean you know, i was there and really 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 i mean it, you're really blessed i think if you can find this or if this happens in your life but you know i was 18 years old and i did not consider myself a five nine climber when i went up on the south thing and I was the free climber of the team. So, I mean, I free climbed, you know, all of it is, you know, like you have to. And I got to the top and I was just going, yay, 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 I did it. And that really, really, really changed my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, I distinctly remember, I mean, that changed the focus of my life. And that led me right here, right now, today. That set the tone of my life. Right. And I'm, I'm still... I wanted a casual life. I wanted to rock climb. I wanted to do these outdoor things. And th that's what I did. Nice. You know, it's just, it's really, it really, it worked out. I mean, yeah, it worked out. It's, it's totally, good. it's totally wild. I mean, yeah. I tell everybody I could die tomorrow and I'm the happiest guy in the world. All right. Yeah. I've done absolutely everything. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that was that moment. Like I've done. That was it. Yeah. I mean, I. Cool. I, that's I, great. You can, you know, it's kind of probably an interesting perspective to have like that was when it happened like that's yeah, when the crossroad yeah, yeah, split yeah yeah uh, totally stop futzing around with like worrying about other stuff yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean i yeah. came back for the scene you know the senior thing and they were all like prom and this and i'm going you guys are out of your mind i mean high school is is like total bullshit yeah. this is <laughs> it's that's really interesting because i i freaking ridiculous I, you know i think i think the, the one that i remember distinctly with with this is colin haley you know who up in the northwest and he was same thing in high school just going on these missions on the weekend and i and that's what i asked him like well 
what did you think when you got back to school and we're like looking around at all these people who just like hung out and partied or whatever all week and he's like yeah i couldn't relate i was yeah. like you know what what are you guys doing like yeah. this is weird and i'm like shell-shocked from being out all night in a storm and so that's interesting so yeah. um <laughs> what, max you have any way to run us up to how you ended up in in the moment there well, probably not as dramatic as that, but kind of same thing. I'd come back from like every spare minute in high school was climbing. And I think I started when I was like 13 in junior high school, which was, you know, then you just, you're kind of this oddball. And where were you? In Reno. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so every minute I could and getting out of school, you know, going up to, you know, Donner and climbing was so close, I guess I didn't have to abandon ship right? Um, to go. But I remember, you know, coming back on the weekends, a buddy and I, uh, he talked me in and I, God, this was like in 70, I was in high school. So it must've been 73 or four to go try the nose. And so we battled it up. We spent a night in butt bags just below Dolt Tower, dropped a pack, total full on epic, you know, came down the next day. But I kind of do remember that getting back to school the next weekend and, you know, what, what is this? This is like useless. Uh -huh. But I, I was, you know, a little too mainstream to like bail on it. You right. know, I, I kind of had to follow through. But man, every second I could get out of there, I would. And, you know, grew up ski racing, rock climbing, you know, kind of same thing. And Yosemite was close. So it wasn't kind of this exotic place and knew kind of where it was and what was going on. But we, you know, we kept climbing what we thought was kind of cool stuff up at Donner. And then just gradually, you know, Yosemite was just you know, almost a local crag, you know, just five hours away. Right. So we, you know, started kind of tinkering around down there. I remember the first time walking up to El Cap, kind of the same thing, is uh, looking at it going, wow, that's big. And what to what was, uh, um, so you, you, you bailed off the nose? Yeah. And what was the sort of first, what was the first time you climbed it then? Um, I was just honestly trying to remember. I it was the nose. It was with the me. nose with you, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the then I did the South A with Eric after that, right? Is that kind of yeah? No, I was just looking no around. Lights. Um, that's why I was looking around. We're gonna like, gonna get dark. Dark. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna explode. Well, let's just keep going, and then I'll <laughs> deal with it. No, the, at some point. But yeah, it was the nose. Yeah, yeah, because I had tried it with that friend of mine. Right, and, and it was uh, my second route, and your first. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, we were El Cap newbies. That's yeah, I'm sure. And that was that was the time we were on the nose, and then our across the street neighbor was flying his plane looking for us and he was like flying below us in the valley that's right oh right yeah right. i got pictures of the plane from like way above because we were way farther up than he thought we would be awesome yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's right so okay cool that catches us up to where we were talking about you guys climbing the nose and and being free climbers um and and i mean we we think about the 70s there that was you guys are younger than the bird oh yeah mm -hmm. yep. yeah and but contemporary with Calc and those guys, yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much the same age as Ron. Yeah, yeah. that Ron is. I, th you're the same age as Ron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Backer I think was younger than Ron even. It's seventy nine. Then on the South I was what twenty two. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you're you guys are uh, and yeah. So in seventy six, then yeah, you're Max both was youngsters. eighteen and I was yeah. twenty. Yeah. Nice. I know it was great. Yeah, and I, you know that we were heading up for when we went up on the South Bay. I mean, we were racking up in the parking lot, and Chenard comes into the parking lot and he walks over to us, says, "You guys think you can free climb that?" And it was like, "Uh, well, you know, here's maybe, Chenard. sir. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, sir. Yeah, we're gonna go find out, sir. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> nice. Was he being like just 
No, he was yeah. like truly curious. Oh, and oh curious. Truly nice. Yeah, yeah. And he had yeah. his Camp 4 right. Beater Toyota. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. like truly curious. Mm-hmm. Like no air at all. You know, it was really cool. So this is like, you guys are right in the middle of where people are free climbing. Yeah. I mean, at least the this group of like-minded individuals. It, that's when it was happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, no one was, no one was thinking about free climbing El Cap. I mean, you know, Jardine was starting to work on the West Face mm-hmm. and we were on the head wall of the South A and him and Bill were walking along the base and they're yelling up to us and we're yelling down to them, you know, go, go, go. Um, so, so yeah, there was definitely, there was that, but really, 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 there was no one else thinking about free climbing El Cap. Like then. from top to bottom. Yeah. Every yeah. It just, thing. it, it. I mean, things were inching that way as far as bigger and bigger things being done. And everybody kind of had their little, you know, semi-secret project. And we'd hear about something and we we thought kind of the best ascents to do were like second and third ascents because all the work was done and it was still a cool route. Uh You know, we weren't, you know, we weren't up there, you know, with, you know, those guys trying to do the stuff on Middle Cathedral. But we got to do a lot of second ascents that were pretty neat. Uh Uh-huh. Were you guys permanently in the valley, coming and going? What was going else was going on in your lives? Uh, Max tried to go to school for a couple of years, but I was a bum. Yeah, and I couldn't um, stand it when he was doing roots, so and I kind yeah. of bailed from school. Right. Yeah, hearing about your buddy, so like, I, on your postcards like, about awesome stuff yeah. he's doing. Yeah. But no, once our first season together there was like the fall of 77, was it? Yeah, something like that. And we, you know, and then we really just started hammering out roots. And we were pretty much there like two months in the spring, two months in the fall. Traditional April, May, you know, September, October. And summer, you know, maybe at home doing odd jobs or climbing in the meadows Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Right. Actually did a lot of climbing in the meadows. And then all winter was working and working out. Nice. We had kind of a pretty strict regime i ended up living with max and his family for two years okay (laughs) (laughs) in this room that was like an eighth an eighth the size (laughs) we're we're sitting in this little kind of that converted closet (laughs) and so like i'm I'm really good friends with with all max's family i mean his sister lynn she's my sister and i call her that and all that but but max and i we just totally clicked Mm -hmm. and we just had this thing where Max had his strengths as far as a climber. I had my strengths and we we would just put together roots based on that. We would say, "Okay, well we want to go do this. You know, this looks like a run out pitch. Okay, I'll lead that. This looks like a death, or, you know, a hard finger pitch. Max, that's your pitch." And you that's know. where we came up with these lists of roots. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we had these like hit lists and it was just <laughs> Off the top, I've still got one of them at home, and I'm looking at this thing going, holy cow. You know, it's like we climbed a lot of stuff. Right. But it was just like we'd hear about them, and people would do them, or, you know, the guidebooks, or you you know how you find out about roots. But we had these notebooks full of roots. So we would get to the valley, and instead of kind of the standard, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Ah, Let's go to the calf. Let's get breakfast. Yeah, it's noon. Can't do much. Let's go boulder a little bit. Like, that wasn't us. We were, here's the next route. We right. were going. We show up and we had a calendar of routes. 
And we would say, okay, we're going to go, we're going to do this route, we're going to take two days rest, we're going to hike in, sleep at the base of this, do that, you know, hike over here. I mean, we had a calendar with all figured in with what we're going to do when. And at the end of the season, we would have ticked all the routes. Right. You know, whereas everyone else, like Max just said, they would have spent a lot of time in the calf drinking coffee and then bouldering. Right. You know, so we would, we just bang out these routes. People used to laugh at us that we had this calendar you know like we had an appointment book of right, routes right yeah yeah like but businessmen we, or whatever but yeah we but would go do routes yeah. you know right. so and bouldering wasn't an option because we were terrible at bouldering <laughs> you know compared to those guys god we'd watch cow can back or do midnight lightning every night and it's just right like, yeah that's impossible right you know so we didn't want any part of that because we were no good at it yeah Again, I have this, I, I have sort of have built this little mythology around you guys a little bit. Um, and I didn't start this way, but, but you know, you got in touch with me, Mark, that you guys were going to be here together. And I've been super stoked about it for weeks and, uh, or a couple of weeks since we started talking. And, and you guys are known to pretty aficionado historian climbers, but it seems like there was um, all this other stuff going around. And meanwhile, you were like just churning it out kind of almost behind the scenes or... I mean, we know about Backer, we know about Kalk, and those guys are, like, supremely talented. But it seems like you guys were right getting stuff done. Or is it just because you were repeating stuff? Well, we were repeating stuff, but we were, you know, like, okay, we did, we did like, the crucifix with, a, I don't know, an early ascent of the crucifix, mm -hmm. and yet we free-climbed the last two pitches at 5.11+. Plus. And so... I mean, those used to be aid pitches, and so that left only the four aid moves at the very bottom that Peter Croft went back and reclined. But that was sort of our, that was sort of our, there are a lot of cool pitches up there that could be reclined. Mm -hmm. Those guys, we were always, we were always be up on those routes going, why isn't Backer up here? Why isn't Kalk up here? Those guys are so much better than us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yet they just, they didn't have this, this, I'm not going to call it a vision, but they didn't have this idea. I mean, we just wanted to go climb routes and we wanted to go climb pitches and we wanted to go climb long things. And we'd say, okay, so what about this? Yeah. Do you think you can free climb that? Okay. Yeah. Let's go out there and let's give this a try, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we'd, we'd free climb it. You know, we went, we, you know, when we went to free climb Mount Watkins, we just did that same exact thing. We went, wow, look at this pitch. You know, five nine eight two, uh, you know, inch and a half crack. Okay, we can probably jam that. All right, then it gets over here, and okay, well, so we just go. All right, so we can probably do this whole route with fifty feet of aid. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we would just go do it, and it, it's just we just had a different attitude than everybody else. And you weren't in, like worried about or doing any sort of method of like trying to go whittle those those hard moves down and. And that wasn't really a style yet anyway, was it? No. And, and you weren't allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I kind of joke that, yeah, we weren't maybe allowed or we weren't creative enough to figure it out. You know, and it almost seems like a lot of like big steps in areas, especially yeah. Yosemite, came from outsiders that really didn't care what the status quo was or what people would think. They figured the only way to do this was to like, okay, we got to change our tactics a little bit to do it, which was probably a reason you know that's like all the big steps in yosemite seem mm -hmm. to happen that mm -hmm. way and i just kind of think ah, we weren't real creative or we were trying to fit in or that just wasn't 
done. You know, it was, here's how you do it. You free this pitch, you go from the bottom, you go to the anchor and see what happens. Right. And to go back and actively work on them, some of the things we look back at now is like, God, why didn't we go do that? You know, like four moves on the crucifix is all we didn't free. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go back and yeah, do that? Sure. That was in our capability at the time. Yeah, but it's you like, know, but I mean, we're still, talking about an era like, where Jardine was breaking these rules and getting a lot of hell for it in terms of hang dogging and mm-hmm. hanging on roots and yeah. trying to do mm-hmm. moves over and over again and stuff like that. And well, we were doing second ascents of all his roots. Right. And we, we felt we were doing the first real ascent. Right. Because he had worked because them. he had, right. He'd well, hung on them for and, God's sake. And then also and, we work them too. Yeah. But yeah, but we had rules and you know come to find out you know we we're all getting laughed at by him because that's how things are done now yeah yeah and but, sure. you know we were doing like the yo-yo stuff but we had rules where we had to lead the crux and if one of us got above the crux and the other one didn't we had to pull the rope down till the other one got there so okay. like if so we had were your both, own yeah we had our own like little, hodgepodge of yeah, like, uh, yeah. what you thought were accepted yeah, yeah. i mean there's a things. you know completely breaking out of the paradigm and creating a new paradigm is a big thing sure but we we inched out of the paradigm mm-hmm. we we started the change of a paradigm i believe you right. know we weren't you know we're still drawn back with the you know, being ragged on by the by the by the crew, by our peers, but yet we wanted to push it. So, you know, we took a, a few little steps, which that's you know, I think that's just fine. Creating a brand new paradigm, well, you know, that's Robbins, that's Bridwell, right? You know, right? You know, in my opinion, Bridwell is the last last of the greats, right? You know, there's not going to be anybody that's great after Bridwell, you know, because we're just the paradigm is too big right now to make any giant right like where forward. everything's just like black right. and white to technical right kind right of so so we yeah. we we sh- we we started to expand we started to shift we started to break out of the paradigm and i think other people took steps on that but yeah we were we we're captives of the paradigm mm-hmm. you know for sure well, it's hard not to be. You've got this like peer group and sure, yeah, everybody's sure. scrutinizing what you're doing. Well, yeah, and we're yeah. like we're doing the rostrum and trying to right. free the whole thing. We'd we'd gone in. Jardine had freed the roof on the top, so we went and freed the roof on the top. So then we were figured, ah, oh, let's go be the first to do the whole thing, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember getting up to the to the um, the last pitch and looking over, and there's Backer sitting across the way with binoculars. <laughs> you know, watching, making sure. Yeah, like yeah. Guys are and we didn't pull it off. I mean, I was oh. this close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you could feel him. You yeah, could oh, feel yeah. him like looking at yeah, you. Like. Yeah, and you know, and why <laughs> we should have gone back to do it. You know, right, I don't right, know why, but right. um, you know, or gone down and pulled the ropes and tried it again on that last pitch. But, right. You know, whatever. But yeah, it was it was a neat time, and I I remember feeling with Backer and Cal because like God, if they got up there, holy, because what they could boulder, I couldn't figure out why they weren't doing stuff way harder but we figured on any crags or big cliffs we were as good as they were right or we just tried harder or stuck to it or something right but not bouldering right you know and i did you know go climbing to those guys a little bit and then i was kind of came to the realization it's like oh i can crack climb as good as these guys no problem right i go and then you didn't do bouldering on cliffs because you would die because you the ethic was not to put any bolts in so right you can't do that so i started talking framing this around the salathe ascent which is Something that you're well known for, this attempt. And mm-hmm. you said what year was it? It was May of 1979. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah. So was this, does this feel like something you guys oh, were no. on the list? It was or? May of 78. 
It was May of 78? Nope. 79. It was 79. Okay. I think it was 79. It was, it was, it was 79. Yeah. <laughs> I think my memory 79. of it. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking is 79. Because we went to the gunks in 78. We right. hadn't done the South yet. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not all about Yosemite. Where else were you guys climbing? Well, we took that one, well, took a road trip. We would go to Colorado every August. Okay. And and climb around Colorado, you know, hung out with Leonard Coyne and the South Platte, climbed up Boulder and the Diamond and that kind of stuff. We did the route in the Black Canyon, too. We climbed the Black Canyon. One year we went up to Wyoming and Needles of South Dakota and... Uh, Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower. Mm-hmm. And then one year we went out to the Gunks, you know, the Gunks, New Hampshire, all that kind of stuff for, for a couple months. Do you remember what you climbed on the Diamond? D7. 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 The yeah. Nice. The free climbed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And again, what, like 78, 77, 78? That Somewhere was right there. earlier, yeah. 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 Awesome. I mean, that's just super cool because... It seems like there was, and, and actually to this day, it seems like these California climbers, they're really California based and like, it feels like that's where things went down and it, and Yosemite was just this constant focal point. Yeah. And so to sort of, maybe it was because you guys were from the two coasts that you were like, oh, let's go check out what's in the middle. We were just, I mean, we just, we, you know, the, it all burns down to, we just like to go climbing. Mm-hmm. You know, we just wanted to go climb stuff. You know, we we toured around the Black Canyon with uh, Leonard Coyne, you know. Uh, <laughs> that must have been interesting. Somehow, we, yeah. yo, yeah. I mean, the guy is a, he's a total whack job. Right. He's laughing, 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 laughing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we uh, we climbed the Black Canyon. We did, we did the cruise, you know, like an early ascent. We did uh, just... Just we wanted to... Well, you know what? Okay. So, you know Henry Barber, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, okay. He had traveled around yeah. and climbed the, a bunch. He was like, yeah. the original, original like, world so, traveler, yeah. American climber. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was sort of what, you know, what was required, you know, to be a well-rounded climber was mm-hmm. to go climb around. And right. So that's what we... Yeah, and read what he did and you get kind of inspired. Like, yeah. wow, that's kind of... It was like eye-opening, you mm-hmm. know, to see the ascents that he did. You know, and and where he was going and where he was traveling, and it's like he could apply, you know, his talent and climb well everywhere. You know, it was really cool. Yeah, and it was just fun. We want yeah. to go have fun, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we we're talking about um, the gear and how alien it would be nowadays for for someone to go up on El Cap without cams, or you know, um, and it always seems like every moment with that perspective, it seems like maybe every moment was like death-defying but i mean did you guys have like close calls ever in these periods where you were climbing all the time or um you just kind of had it in hand or do you remember feeling like it was ever like wow we're really getting out there on like the edge and not it seems like it was like a pleasure cruise in a lot of ways well yeah you you know just just like people now you know and how easy it is to place a cam you still there's a bit of you know talent involved of recognizing a good placement mm-hmm. and doing it quickly and you yeah we had the same thing you know with nuts and stuff you know we could put the stuff in on the south we did have some cams okay and um that jardine gave us and they had just come out and he actually or somebody built us some offsets you know specifically for the enduro corner okay um 
but before that we didn't have any like we you know i think marx is still the first the only lead of the phoenix on nuts <laughs> i know yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah. i know <laughs> You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've I've led. This is this is so funny. I've led five thirteen with a with a two inch waistband with with hexes mm. and ebs. That's ridiculous. I know. I know. And that, I mean, because yeah, like you just said. Jordan I mean, the next, you know, yeah, no, yeah. yeah I mean, next did it too, you know, of right. course. But in that, yeah, yeah, with tails and all the things that we went through, right? You know, with that, we did. We never had them. Right, tales of power. Yeah, yeah. So you guys did a set of that too. Mm -hmm. Jesus, see that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, separate reality tales, hang like, dog. You, <laughs> you know. guys were killing it. It was neat. We did the. We tried to do the second ascent a half dome free because you know we couldn't let it stand that some Colorado climbers came in and nabbed it. Right, because it was Jim Erickson yeah. and Art Higby. So we went in one Art, right? Art Higby. Yeah, yeah. we did the their variation at the bottom, and they added like four or five eleven pitches. But we thought that it was kind of they were junky pitches. Mm -hmm. And besides, it's like how far can you climb up the cliff and not be on the main face and then traverse into it and say you did it? You right. Know, it's like this is kind of ridiculous. Um, so I think after, on that attempt, we bailed and then we, it, it rained. We, yeah. And then we came back and essentially decided, well, we're not going to free the whole thing. Let's go do the zigzags. We'll do the second right. ascent of the zigzags. Right. And so, um, we had just freed quarter domes and Mark's brother was there and he hiked to the base of half dome with us, met us on top of quarter domes. We hiked down. He, he, we gave him our shoes. He hiked him to the top. We didn't even have shoes, one rope. And um, we cut to Big Sandy and his brother hollers in and goes, are you guys going to hurry to the top? You know, you've been on this thing like not quite three hours, you know, from the base. Right. So we had like simul climb the whole thing, which we, was no plan. And this was, and this was strict free climbing ethics. Too. Right. Yeah. You know, the leader, both guys were climbing, free climbing. Right. Real yeah. live free climbing. Well, and we were simul climbing. Right. I had done, that was my first big wall when I was like 16 or something. And it was an epic then, but I remember climbing up going, God, I thought I should have gotten to the first belay. And then I looked down and I go, I thought, well, damn it. You don't forgot to tie in. <laughs> but he so, just started climbing. And he just started climbing. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit, I better put something in. Right. This is like two and a half pitches up. Uh-huh. And so then we got to Big Sandy and then we free climbed the zigzags, which were just freaking awesome pitches. And that was that kind of like that same theme of, wow, that we know those are really good. So let's go do those. Mm -hmm. You know, so we went up and took our time and free climbed those and still did the thing in like about five and a half hours. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was a pretty and it was really fun to have, you know, struggled over four days to do that as my first wall and come back and do it in five hours was like amazing. Right. You know, and it was such a good time. But that was like. We'd kind of hear things, get a direction, and go. And then about this time, it started to solidify that, yeah, we should, we could probably do a lot of the South Day Free, like a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So let's just kind of start aiming toward that. Right. But we did Half Dome, um, Watkins, what, everything but the bolt ladders and the pendulums free, Quarter Dome's free. Uh, God, we did... We did something on or Middle Earth on, but that was kind of a mixed <clears> and <throat> free route up on Middle Cathedral. We did Shinard Herbert, Crucifix, you know, Astroman, Rostrum. Yeah, I think we what we what was our ascent of note on Astroman? We were the the first people to do it that weren't part of the first ascent. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. Because yeah, those three yeah. did it, then Calc did it all, then right. Backer did it all, or right. vice versa, something like that. Right. And so we were the like the fourth or fifth ascent or something, but yeah. it didn't involve any of those guys. Right. You know, so that was 
That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's some, I don't know. It's like you're the, the cleanup crew. You're with like, with hexes you know, and hexes. Like, well, pretty much. And just like are putting the work in. Or we kind know? of felt sometimes, it's super cool. especially in the meadows where it was like, okay, let's see if we can sandbag these guys now, you know, like the locals. Mm-hmm. Like we put up this route, like we did Stoner's Highway and um, what's the other one over on middle that Kevin Worrell did? And, you know, the kind of scary routes that those guys would go oh, put up. Space Dabble? Yeah, and Space Babble. And, and, like, they'd send us on it, like, yeah, we'll get these guys now. It's like, damn, that didn't work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because we'd, like, sandbag pull, in reverse. Right. You'll I mean, pull, we'd pull a Honnold. No sa- big deal. Yeah, no and same deal. thing up in the meadows right. of all their little, the scary roots. But we thought it was the best because we didn't have to put the bolts in. Right. You know, they did all the work. They did all the scary stuff. We just had to find the bolts. Right. You know, so it was really awesome. I mean, even now, we're both tacticians, you know, like when we were, you know, like I work at Max's bike shop and when we, when we have to solve a problem, we both just sit down and go, okay, if we do this, we do that, then that happens. Okay. Well, what happens when this happens? Okay. So we both just figure it out. And so that was something that really clicked with Max and I back then, even like the very first thing on the nose, we just, we had really good tactics in our head. And we were able to communicate that real well. So, mm-hmm. you know, like we'd say, okay, well, what about half dome? Okay, well, I want to go do the stove legs. Okay, well, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Okay, well, how about if we do it real fast? Okay, well, let's do it like this, you know? And then we would bounce it back and forth and we'd, go, we'd come up with this thing. Okay, well, we're going to speed climb it and, you know, we're going to sign all these pitches and we'll get there and we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do that. So we, we always had this really good level of communication of what we wanted to do. Like Max said, we, we went and did, uh, uh, South Face of Watkins. Well, he had done the route before. And so he said, okay, well, we could free climb this. We could free climb that and do this, do this, do this. And so we would just put together mm-hmm. this whole thing. Well, and it sounds like you trusted each other. So well, like if he said, oh, oh I yeah. can, we can free climb this. You were like, okay. Yeah, totally. Then I, then he's right about that. Totally. Yeah. And oh yeah. So it's like a, it's like a realization uh, you know, or what would be, you know, just like calling forth what's going to happen and then making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was always, I mean, you know, I mean, I told everybody in my life that Max is the best climbing partner I ever had in my life. Right. I mean, Max, I never saw him shake. He never backed off the pitch. He never pissed and moaned, you know, here's the rack on belay. See you later. He's done. Right. You know, and, and I, I feel it was the same way with me, too. So it was just we rambled mm-hmm. and we just enjoyed it and had fun. You know, he like you were talking about dealing with hexes and all that kind of stuff to set up anchors at that same level. He's a technician. I'm a technician. We would figure that out. And things were always, you know, right. were always were always good and fine. Yeah. And it's but it's like I know you, you, you kind of. uh you know, you were saying, well, if you learn to use cams, it's the same. And but it's not the same. It's I mean, it takes a it takes a, a very distinct eye, and they're I mean, cams are faster. They're 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 definitely easier to understand how where they go. I mean, placing nuts is a is an art form, and it sounds like maybe all your climbers of that era did, but it it just sounds like you climbing that fast, building anchors out of that stuff, and and is I mean, you guys had to be really pretty good at it. Yeah, I mean, you didn't put that many cams in, but I, I still remember, like, like I could, yeah. like, you know, or yeah, nuts, but you could, um, you just see it. Right. You know, you just, like, oh, 
Right. That's there. Yeah. It's there. Of course it's there. And it's a little wider range now, but, you know, I, I find myself blowing it with cams more now than, you know, I used to back then, but mm-hmm. I don't climb near as much. Right, right. Well, I mean, I just, I, I'm a big fan and I get like a, uh, I get shit from certain climbing partners because I place too many nuts in this day and age because they're just like, it's a waste of time. And I'm like, yeah, but it's awesome and it works and it's, I don't think I spend that much more time on it, but. Um, but yeah, like climbing in the black, like people are just like, why are we bringing all these nuts? I'm like, because <laughs> that's what I do. So yeah. deal with it. And yeah. You're going to have to yeah. clean them. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> but anyway, it, it's cool. And, and I think it's like a, a lost art, but again, putting all this in perspective, like all this climbing, you know, again, there's none of these routes you've mentioned, not a single one, even as like a, like a challenge would most people I'm like, yeah, why don't you try doing it without any cams? They'd be like, that's suicide. Like, it's going to be, you're going to die up there without yeah. cams, you <laughs> yeah. know? And it's yeah. just like, no, we'll just keep doing these sorts of things, so. You know, kind of one of the sketchiest ones I remember doing back then was Freestone, you know, up by the falls. Mm-hmm. And I went up there, and I can't remember who, but I backed off you with Augie. You with Bill. Or with Bill. Because I, I did it with Augie. No, yeah, with Bill Price. And so... He wanted me to lead the sketchy face pitch, and I backed off it, and then uh, we went back a couple weeks later and then did it, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, why didn't I do it this way? Right. Um, but the, and, and that was a pretty good, you know, it was kind of like Mark and I where, you know, okay, I'll do the face, but, man, you're doing that off with up there, mm-hmm. you know, so, so at least, and that was kind of the way Mark and I work with different strengths. Is I mean there are many pitches where it's like thank God he led this one man right right you know this is like well, what did you what would you protect a big off with like that with tubes nothing oh. nothing or, or tube shocks <laughs> right or, tube or shock. big tubes that yeah. you'd like knock out when yeah. you buy them right well yeah. no I, yeah I, and and I remember Bill Price and I went through a season in the valley and we just did all the classic offwits to right. learn how to do them right. and then all of a sudden it was like no big deal you just do them right. and now they scare me to death but right back then it was like no big deal. Wow. Yeah, just it, it, it feels like rolling thunder. Like you guys just, you know, kept building skills. And, and so let, let's go back to this. You know, you were about to mention we went on another tangent, which was fantastic. But like you said, OK, and then we started thinking about like, why not free the South Day or we could free most of the South Day. This particular ascent, you know, like I said, it stands out from 1979, which we finally figured out. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. We'd both done it. And it's, you know, like it was always touted as like the, the, mo- the, um, what the cleanest line on the cliff or the most natural line. Okay. And rest days, we would go do free blast. Right. You know, when we were resting, you know, in between days of working on whatever we were working on. And that seemed like <laughs> no big deal to do free blast. Right. We, we did do free blast as a rest day. Yeah. Working on the Phoenix. Right. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and so, you know, cause you weren't did on you your ever, hands. like actually rest on a rest day like where you wouldn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so i think you don't understand what the word rest means yeah that was like it wasn't on our hands i don't think it means what you think it means so then it was the next logical thing is you know you get up into the heart and you're looking up going man it's just it's all cracked right it's it's all there right so we should be able to do a bunch of it and then that's where it kind of became a goal as far as we can do we could do a lot of this i don't know that i ever had it in my head that we thought we could actually free it all, but I figured we could give it, we could get it really close mm-hmm. just from memory. You know, right. there was, 
I, I don't remember ever even thinking of like wrapping into the headwall or doing oh, anything. Geez. No, no, wouldn't you have gotten? Like, oh, it would have yeah, been yeah, crucified. Yeah, they would have right. been fist fights or right. something yeah, right, like right. that. Yeah, which was you know, and that was kind of the deal of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and and still heading up into some of those pitches, looking back at it, and you know, it was pretty cool. Some yeah. of the best days of you know my climbing career, anyway. So you know, yeah, that, so just to you know, even now. Um, it's, it's a free climb, but it's also a big part of the free rider, um, mm-hmm. because that, that basically manages to skip, um, the, what are now the 513 pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is primarily like 512 and under other than I think what, two pitches or three, depending on if you split the head wall up, what did you guys get done on it in terms of, of. Do you remember in terms of freeing of pitches, um, which parts didn't go? I think we said all but 300 feet. Yeah, if even that. And a bit of it was wet that went free in the sewer pitch. Okay. And then, like, the, I guess the, we didn't do the monster, although I've got a hand-drawn topo that we I drew afterwards that said, hey, what about this, and pointed right. to the monster because we looked around to it and couldn't do the pitch, like, where the Teflon corner is. But okay. I, I noted where the Teflon corner was, like, we should look at that. Right. And uh, never went back at anything. Well, that's but the the original line there is still that is the, the original boulder, is the boulder problem. The boulder problem is to the right of the original. Yeah, no, the original line, line hasn't been freed yet. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And it's just that one little section yeah, of yeah. steep pins and, and part, so I always wonder part of it is that there's just so many goddamn pins stuck in it, right? You know, now it must be said okay, so we could not vary off the South A wall. You know, right. having done the monster, that would not have been the South A wall. Right. You know, right. having done the the Teflon, that would not have been the South A wall. So, you know, back that's back back to that um that paradigm kind of thing. So Max was working on the the what is now five thirteen C pitch above the ear. Right. And he went up there and it was just Max that day climbed 513. Right. You know, we didn't we didn't realize it at the time, but he free climbed all that pitch except for the last four aid moves. Right. And it was just like you know, I wasn't climbing as well that whole season, and so Max was really the guy. Right. And I I followed that pitch and I fell a couple times and it was just like, "Oh my god, this is this is just freaky hard. You know, it was just crazy hard. Right. But and what he had, what he had done was like crazy hard. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, just do that whole, yeah. go ahead and do that whole pitch with four aid moves at right. the very end, you know, and that's yeah. what it is. I mean, it's gotta be 13 B, you know, but, but we were just, again, we were just going right. out there and doing what we could do. And we were know? going anchor yeah. to anchor is what our yeah. deal was. Yeah. yeah. And it was lead and follow mm-hmm. and lead and know, follow. Yeah. Not, no, the second in Jumar. In multiple days. In multiple yeah, days, yeah, yeah. We were camping. Do you remember how long you were up there? I think it was four days. Four days from Hart. Because didn't we, didn't we haul the Hart, come down, and then climb to it? We didn't haul the slabs, I don't think. No, we climbed Free Blast, and then we came back. That's right. And yeah. then we hauled, and we spent the night sure. on, like, Hollow Flake. Sure. Yeah, totally. 
you know. Yeah. But but again, it was that same thing that you know we looked at the topo and we said, okay, look at here, all this is you know the rack for this pitch is three inches, so definitely we can free climb that. You right. Know? And then it okay, it gets down to an inch and a half. Okay, we can free climb that. You know, and so we would look at the topo and really analyze. Oh yeah, okay. Well, if we we can free climb all the way up to here, and then it pinches out to knife blades. Okay, we won't be able to free climb that. Right. No big deal. Right. Ten feet, whatever. You know, so we did that for the whole route and we went, all right, let's go. You know, and we just kept going. Yeah. And after that, you know, when we camped on the spire, I mean, that evening was kind of one of the best memories of it, climbing I ever had was I led the pitch off the spire yeah. and freed that. And then Mark went to Sulatwa and it was just like, we were free climbing. And then yeah. Like, like we, had our, we had our camp. Right. We could easy wrap in yeah. the camp. We just went free climbing in the yeah. middle of this awesome phase. Uh-huh. We're on El so Cap, cool. just free climbing with, yeah. the, with the free climbing rack, no haul bag because yeah. the haul bag was down totally. there. And, and yeah, I mean that was like so just cragging uh, up there, yeah, yeah. off of the yeah. spire, yeah. essentially. Yeah, and these are all first ascent, first yeah. free ascents of these pitches. Right, and that, that the the pitch off the spire is amazing. It's like yeah. oh yeah, that yeah. total yeah. splitter yeah. five eleven crack. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we're and and even then we were sitting there going, "Can you believe it? Can you believe we're doing this?" Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we were just going, "Holy shit, this is so freaking cool!" Right. I mean, you know, then there at the moment, yeah, we were just going, "Wow, this yeah. is so fun." And then it's nuts. you know, then the next day, isn't that that leads? Then there's the aid pitch, and then the enduro yeah. corner, right? And so I got the enduro corner, right. Right. And, uh, which was just unreal. You know, and that's where, you know, blindly placing those newfangled cams. Right, the offsets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, lie back and away, you know, up into the belay, and these two guys were there. And I remember, like, pulling into it, like, way run out. But calm, not uh-huh. pumped, nothing. Uh-huh. And this guy goes, he's handing me, he's got an aider in his hand, and he's leaning over, right. and he's dangling Beating. it to me. And it's like, get that out of my way. Right. He goes, what can I do for you? What can I do? Get your shit out of the way. And so it's like, no, move your haul bags out of the way. And I'm like in a lie back, you know, top of the pitch. Because right. I had to clip the chains to yeah, call it free. You, yeah, you're be, it's yeah. serious business. If yeah, I you, didn't clip right. the chains. There were, I, were chains then. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought uh, they may have been then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. clip the slings. <laughs> yeah, the slings. <laughs> yeah. Whatever so the that. guy was like pulling the on them and I, I come right up next to him. His haul bags are right here. Clip in, pull up some rope, clip in. I said, okay, good. Right. Yeah, now now, it's, now, I've, yeah. now yeah. I've done that. Yeah. That's that awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so that pitch went free on your guys' yeah. ascent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 12 plus. Yeah. Well, well, from that mid-anchor. Still. Yeah. It's hard. I think yeah. that's the first 512 no pitch on El Cap. Yeah. It's no joke. Yeah. yeah. We we got there. <laughs> those guys passed us. <laughs> we were at Block Ledge, and those guys passed us, and we said... You guys better get ahead of us because we're going to be working these next pitches and we're not going to be able to let you pass. And so they climbed and they came back down. And so the next day, they jugged their lines and we hung out a little bit. And then and then we we jugged our lines and we were at Sulatois and and I led the pitch off Sulatois. And uh, and the guy looks down and he goes, "I don't think you're going to be able to free climb this one." And Max and I just looked at each other and laughed. Nice. You know, <laughs> and we just go, whatever. And then Max did it. Nice. You know, and the guy, he's, his, his leader was asking for slack the whole time. <laughs> slack, slack, slack. Yeah, Give me slack. Because like, he was watching, he was watching Max. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course he was watching you. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So then you're there at the big, that's the roof pitch. The roof pitch, yeah. Yeah. So Mark takes off on the roof pitch. Uh-huh. And I mean, yeah. that's like wild. And it's, did we like decide right then maybe to use leg loops? Because we well, thought we, that would be kind of sketchy. We probably thought that we were going to start aiding on the head wall eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I went out and did, went out and I started to do this like foot dangling hand traverse. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then like. On a cap. Yeah. Way the hell up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, I like I said, I wasn't climbing that well. And so then I started aiding. Mm-hmm. And I think Max free climbed it a little bit further. And then got like my the, feet over the lip or something. The and then it was yeah. like this, well, I guess we should have gone to Veda Vu to learn how to do flares to right. figure this one out. Right. And then the next one, so we get up there and then the next one's the main headwall right. pitch. And it's like, we're sitting there going, wow, this is, and yeah. we we had, did we had a little portal edge too, that we were going to camp right there and work on the headwall. Right. Yeah. We had a portal edge. Okay. Grimucci. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So you guys were getting soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I take off on that pitch and uh, fall off it. It's right. like shit. So lower back down to the blakes. You got to lower back down to the blakes. And so so now this is 1979 mm-hmm. and, and Max is up there falling on the head wall of the South A. Sure. Now, you know, free climbing the head wall of the South A right now is like, oh, yeah, right. You know, my grandmother did that and all this kind of stuff. Uh, not why. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but no, this, I, is, I, I get but it. this yeah. is back in, you know, this is back, this is not too many years after the leader does not fall. Sure. Kind of thing. And so Max is up there falling on the head Taking wall whippers. of the South A. And we're just going. I took two. We're almost like, <laughs> we're almost like this is Twilight Zone. Sure. And here we are up there i was oh go ahead uh, that was i mean that was like one of those days for me and then so i take off the next pitch and i or that same pitch to do it again get over the little roof place something there and then just said i gotta go i gotta go there's a hand jam up there i can get the hand jam if i get the hand jam i got it and so i remember reaching for the hand jam off a finger stack and hand pops you know i remember it hitting me in the chest and Mm -hmm. way run out biggest fall that i've ever taken (laughs) and it was just like you know and boom and and it's like oh well shit and then it's like god damn i don't want to try this again uh-huh we don't have enough rope i can't lower back down oh. shit so i think what i did is swung in climbed back up to that piece it was a one of jardine's rigid friends and only two cams held me which i i was pretty impressed i said wow these things are actually pretty good and uh so hung there and I remember going back up, getting the hand jam, hanging there, and then climbing into the belay. So, you know, did the pitch with two hangs, I guess. And was kind of bummed because I knew I was on. And right, it's like, yeah. shit, we should fucking hang out here because I, I could do this. Right. And just didn't. And then, because right. you're there, you know, all right. of a sudden, like, the world comes rushing in and you're there. Mm-hmm. And so then Mark leads the next pitch and I was on the belay going... I should try to follow this because I could do this. I could totally do this hand, mm-hmm. this finger crack. And I was like, and we had come from um, Sulatois. And so I was like pulling off the blade going, God, I don't know if my fingers can take this anymore. And then, right. then it, like, uh, I'll just, I'll just yeah. follow it on aid. Mm-hmm. So didn't do any of that pitch. But pretty much that was a significant amount of aid climbing. But it was like one of those where to this day, probably kicking myself for, should have gone back. We should have stayed there, wrapped down, right. done those pitches the next day. Right. But in terms of the rules, <laughs> or at least the the things you guys were holding sacred at the moment, um, what about another ground up ascent? 
did the did the moment pass in terms of just like trying to go up there again, or or was it back to this thing of like, oh, that's what we went, that's what our goal was to go up there? It, I think it was again that that the being encased in that paradigm. Sure, you know, um, the chronology we got a little bit screwed up before. Yeah. That was the spring of '79. In the fall of '79 was when we did Watkins, Quarter Domes, Half Dome, um, Chenard Herbert. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Crucifix, Rostrum, and then some other long. Yeah, we route. should have added it in that. So, fall. so we we're rolling. So, <laughs> so no. Totally. So we learned. <laughs> We learned hmm. so much that <laughs> fall that <laughs> you're like, God damn it! That if my we time had, machine. if we had gone back, go back and that tell. fall, we would have done so much better. And yeah, and, but I think too in that that you know the way we were thinking then was that it wasn't like oh man if we go spend like three weeks on this we could do it. It was like I remember thinking, you know, another four or five years of climbing like we did that fall, then I think we could pull this off. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we just didn't have four or five more years. You no. Know? And it, it was kind of like, ah. you know, right. and that was the thinking. It wasn't like, okay, let's go spend 45 days on the thing. Right. And we can do what... this and wrap in and do this. Right. Which is what happened. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. but you know what, eight or 10 years later. Yeah. So, you know, things had changed a little bit more where that wasn't, you know, out of the realm of acceptability. Right. Cause know? it was 87, 88, I think 88. Yeah. The Paul and Todd. Yeah. Um, and that's what they did. I mean, they yeah. went up there for ages, which was still even 10 years later was, you know, got, got people's undies in a bundle about their tactics. Right. And, and I mean, even in 79, don't forget working a route right. was still even just that going back day after day was still controversial. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Wow, that's so, that's so I don't know, I'm like this is like one of the climbiest shows we've done, but it's it's so fucking great. I mean, I'm like listening to you guys tell these stories and I I haven't actually done that. I've never been on the head wall because mm -hmm. I'm only skipped it, but I've been up there and I know what you're talking about with like the feeling of free climbing up there. But to be, you know, doing it when it was just this new idea, this new thing, this like excitement. I mean, it's really captivating what you guys are talking about. It was about. so cool because I was yeah. just in the headspace of I'm not going to hit anything. So that's so great. I run mean, it out. You know, it doesn't matter. Modern. Totally. So at home, I don't think I've ever been that at home at a cliff wow. you know, as yeah. that day. Right. Of just total comfort. Right. Right then, that was the most out there pitch ever free climbed. Right. Ever attempted to be right. free climbed. Right. I mean, just barring none, black and white, that was the pitch. Right. I mean, it's just... It still is. I mean, it's still well, like right. an incredible yeah, it's thing. It's still amazing. But, and, yeah. and that's why, you know, and I'm just saying, that's the... We were at the edge of that paradigm. We were sort of like trying to move out of that paradigm. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's that... What we're trying to do there. Right. You, you can know. feel the... John Backer's binoculars. Well, I think I remember hearing that the rescue telescopes were on us up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm almost positive I remember hearing that somewhere. Well, people knew. Yeah. And yeah. so, and they knew. Yeah, they knew we were heading up there, and, and what you guys were up to. Yeah, so you weren't why exactly they hiding. Sit and smoke weed in the meadow and watch you guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there to do? Yeah. Let's go bouldering. Yeah. Let's go yeah. Bouldering. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing. You only boulder for so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And so, what? What do you? You know, when you guys came. 
you did that and and we're we're talking about a little you know you're saying oh i could have kicked myself and everything else but i'm sure you know in this 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 place you guys were of like we're free in pitches we're up there having this great time i mean you certainly topped out and we're you know that was a great ascent and we did a great a great thing and had a good time and i mean you didn't top out thinking like oh we should go back and or I'm bummed. I mean, oh, I was way happy with right. what we did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you come the back to the Valley Floor awesome. and, oh, yeah. and, you know, talk about it. What was the sort of reception of what you'd done? Or were you not the kind of guys that came down and... I don't remember what... I don't either. What, did we, what, what did we do after that? Well, then you went... I mean, that season. Oh. That season. I think that kind of ended the season because that was kind of late May. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. When... Went home, went climbing at Donner. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember that much of, and, you know, we were, I don't know, I don't remember, like, you know, we didn't really hang around and socialize with all those right. guys. Yeah, kind of anticlimactic. I remember yeah. getting up there going, that was cool. That was yeah, awesome. That yeah, was great. I can't right. believe more people aren't up here. Right. And yeah. then when, it, when yeah. things finally started, you know, my, you know, when it finally got freed and when other things started to get freed, it's like, it's about damn time you guys figured this out. Right. You know, everybody's so much better. You know, why aren't you up there? And finally, I guess they are. Well, it's interesting, though, um, that you're talking about these paradigm limits in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been taught, like, since since I've been up there free climbing a little bit back, it was like the decade ago already now. Um, and it's a trope of the show. It's funny. I talk about the free rider all the time. But... And then we got a drink, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but when I came down for that, first of all, I was like, look, I'm just a chump. Like, I'm not a professional climber. I climb a lot, but I'm also just the guy that climbs. And I went up there and we climbed it. And then I also was like, you know what? Why? We have this paradigm at the moment, or a lot of people have this paradigm, that if you can't have a shot at freeing every move, then there's no reason to go up there. Right. And I came down like, if you're a 5'11 climber, just go climb all but the few bits of it. Right. And you're going to have, and exactly yeah, the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Like, you're going to have this amazing time and never right. step in haters because the bits you can't free, you just pull through them. Right. Keep your climbing shoes on and you, and exactly that. And that's what I would try to sell. I'm like, imagine climbing 5.11, 2,000 feet off the ground with a free climbing rack. Yeah. Not all this shit that everybody goes yeah. up there with. But to this day, you know, it's like people aid the stove legs and they aid and it's like, Go up there and free it. You know, was you? I don't know if you coined this or if it was applied to what you were doing. The free as can be. That was um, in our article. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like that also is sort of lost on people right mm-hmm. now in a way that mm-hmm. I find is a little bit limiting in this other direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know you can climb if you're a solid, solid five eleven trad climber, especially if you can off with. You know you can climb all but a few meters of that thing oh, oh, yeah. if you skip yeah. the headwall yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like why not do absolutely. that absolutely yeah you know what a, instead yeah. of like yeah. what a cool place to be yeah so it's a it's, i just thought of that now like this paradigm problem is is always kind of like you know well, most that, of us yeah for some reason we're kind of wired to stay on the on the rails so to speak. and originally right. max and i going to free climb el cap that was one of the things we were battling against because these the the other guys in the valley were going no we're not going to go try to free climb it because we can't free climb the whole thing right so i guess it was the same and, and yeah. we were going whatever you know we're going to go up there and free climb what we can mm-hmm. and have fun right you know i mean heck right now you know 
I I don't know if I'm ever going to get to do it, but I do want to go back and try to do free rider as free as I can do it. Right. You know, I've been up there a couple times, but I want to finish it. 80, what was 88, 87? Todd and Paul freed that thing. Um, what happened? What were you guys' careers after, you know, when we get into the early 80s? And when did you kind of drift out of the valley then? Or were you guys still, I mean, how long did it last? How long did this, like, like I called it rolling thunder, like, kind of last? <laughs> for, for me, the end of the 79, the fall of 79 was sort of the end of, oh, really? of my thing there. I just, uh, I was a little bit tired of being a bum living out of a backpack. And it so happens. I sort of got a job and, and I had sort of. I'd done a lot, you know, and I wanted to go do something else, mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. sort of wanted to relax or something, you know, I wanted to sort of have stuff, and so I got a job and rented a house and, you know, did learn how to be a carpenter and did that, and then for me, personally, I mean, a few years later, I, I mid-80s was the whole bolt wars and fist fights and tires being slashed and stuff, and... Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty crappy, so I just quit climbing and took up windsurfing and moved to Hood River and took took up rock climbing again as as a sport career and then took up climbing again as sort of a my current career, my wall career. Right. Doing things. Yeah, I mean that's just a I think it's a pretty normal story. You're just like, Yeah, this yeah, is I'm, yeah, I'm like, getting a little life. old. Yeah. Well kinda let's, let's move this on. Yeah. yeah, and like you were asking about the Salafe and like what it would take and we we're thinking, well, like well, five more years of climbing like this, we'd have a real shot. And it's kind of same thing. It's like, well, I kind of done a lot. I don't, I can't see myself doing this kind of, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of same thing. Got interested in other things. I got married in eighty two, uh-huh. um, and started running a cross country ski area. Started actually somewhere in there. Found a mountain bike. Raced professionally mountain bikes for a dozen years, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Got to travel the world on somebody else's dime, and that was pretty neat. And saw some neat places, and and then somewhere in the middle of it, got back into climbing, right. and uh, Cave Rock was going off when it was like, wow, sticky shoes, and you can hang on bolts, and you can practice moves, and this is like unreal. <laughs> that happened to both of us. Right. Yeah, I think it, it's a pretty common. Uh... It was it's really a pretty fun. normal thing to have happen. Climbed harder things than I ever did before, and you know, then got out of it again. And then the next time I touched rock was 16 years later on the first pitch of South Sea. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, with this, you know, aid climbing for a week on a wall, right? And just you know, kicked my butt. But you know, it was so cool to be up because you guys topic. went and did that together. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mark right. kind of got me out of retirement, I, and I when, hey, let's that? go do this. Uh, two thousand. 11? Yeah, I think so. 2011. Spring? Yeah. Spring 2011. Nice. I had been cl- I had climbed a couple walls because I had just decided I wanted to do it again because right. I loved it so much. Right. And I, you know, because Max and I had, aside from having done all this free climbing, mm-hmm. we would do aid walls. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did you a know? bunch of aid walls back we then, did like, right. We did like the fifth ascent of Mescalito. We... Went up on the fourth ascent of the PO. I dropped a rock on my finger, so we failed on that. Mm-hmm. We did an early, early, early ascent of the Zodiac. Yeah, and then I did like Tissac, you know, like yeah, oh, yeah. sixth or seventh ascent of Tissac. Levitt's first wall did that with me. Oh, right on. And uh, which was really funny. He was he was awesome to have up there. And uh, yeah, he we did... kind of 
his approach or, or mindset or whatever, when you were talking about tacticians, he, yeah. I, he jumped into my head yeah. as, yeah. as a, another guy in that, in that mode of like, you know, what are the logistics that have to be set up for me to get this free climbed or to get this. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I sort of imagine him on the calendar kind of crew yeah. of like, yeah. I'm here to get these things done. Yeah, well, yeah, I figured right. out off-withing, and right. we learned a little bit from him kind of late, you know, on how to do the really hard off-widths, and yeah, he was he was awesome. He could right. figure that stuff out. Right. So, um, yeah, so you guys are doing aid walls, too, and... and yeah, all pins, so then, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were helping create free climbs. Well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we helped on the Dawn Wall. Right, yeah, who did our part. Yeah, so... Um, did you guys have your sort of ear to the ground about what was going on or were you guys just uh in terms of like when it got around to the south day time or or had you just checked out as far as like what was going on in yosemite without you so to speak 80 by the time 88 happened i had you know i mean i was never really reading the magazines mm -hmm. and then someone gave me that one right and and i read it and i cried I think uh. you called me or something. Yeah, did I? I think so, yeah, that it got pre-climbed. And, uh, and I was kind of half paying attention. Right. And uh, and it's like, wow. And it took me a, a while to realize, you know, we I, I kind of put it in the frame of how we worked on the wall is mm -hmm. how they did it. And then, you know, and then like you say, people are giving them grief for spending so much time on it. I was pretty impressed that they were willing to work that much at it. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. You know, and then that was kind of a... You know, it was it was neat that they pulled it off, mm -hmm. and uh, and I've always kind of tried to sort of pay attention, you know, especially right. Yosemite stuff because right, right, it's kind of right. close. Well, I, I guess I was sort of curious um, if you knew because there's there's your I mean historically speaking, I know about your you guys' ascent, and then it it feels historically that nothing nobody went up there until those guys did. Do you know the, if there was other just people the, messing around up there that, in between? The fall of 79, Stefan Glowitz. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because it's in his book. It's yeah. in his Rocks Around the yeah. World book. And he did the only thing new that he did, although he didn't know that we had gone up there. Okay. So he thought he was doing all this stuff. So he did the, uh, the down climb yeah. to Hollow Flake. Okay. And that to was really... It. And then it was if you if you read it and you know what's happening, he claims to have done all the stuff, right? But he didn't know that we had already done it. Mm -hmm. But basically, he fails on the wall because he's a shitty big wall climber, right? You know, is <laughs> is really, yeah. I mean that 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 continues to this day with like, um, some anyway, really, really, really strong climbers that yeah. individually the pitches would be no problem. That the rest of it kicks the shit out of them. Yeah, right. And they, they by the time they get to the wherever they're wrecked. Because... There was a there was a team from Europe that went on freerider last fall. Mm -hmm. That would, they're going on freerider, mm -hmm. and they fail on the hollow flake. Oh wow! Because right. they can't climb five nine with no protection. Right, but they're probably like four five fourteen or thirteen. Right, climbers, but it's just right. it's so interesting that they, you know, they think freerider 512 512 512 right and they fail on unprotected 59 right and, and that's such a wild pitch because i remember back you know telling people that friends of mine at donna that were going to do it and said don't take any gear nothing fits in it you won't put anything in and they said but i'll be just too freaked out it's like 
just don't take anything. It'll just get in your way. Right. You know, take nothing for that pitch. Right. And it was such a like, whoa, you can't do that. No, I, it's a, it's, I, yeah, I mean, I talk, took a giant cam and waved it at the crack a yeah. few times. <laughs> yeah. See now, and, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> those two stories, I mean, back in the day, I remember Max and I were going to go up on, um, on crucifix mm-hmm. with, with, uh, friends. And, and there's only a number four. The number four was the biggest one, and mm-hmm. it was barely going to fit. And I think we had one. And uh, and there was this guy orbiting us as we were racking, and he's talking and talking and talking, and he's bugging Max. And Max is really calm and relaxed and everything. And the guy goes, well, how are you going to protect this? And Max looks at him and goes, with my ability. <laughs> you know? And so really, really, really... In the 70s, our ability was self-based. And now, really, I'm sorry to say, ability is not self-based. Ability is gear-based. Right. So just look at those guys that I just described. They're, they're you know, some Europeans coming in to do this, the free rider, 5-12, and they fail on a 5-9 pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly those guys can climb 5-9, but their ability is is just so based on right. having protection right. that they're a, that a large part of their ability is gear based. It's not self based. Mm-hmm. And so we could climb that stuff. I mean, I didn't consider myself a five, nine climber in 1974 and I led that pitch right. you know, with no pro. I mean, just like, just like Chuck Pratt did, you know, he had a four inch bong that didn't work, you know? So, I mean, that was just, that was the way it was then and so so we had that advantage we could just look at something and go not can we get protection is can our ability you know can we can we climb it right and 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 protect it yeah i mean it's i i just you're you're talking about me i mean in a lot of ways like because it's (laughs) well that's the generation i think yeah not because i'm just saying like yeah i just it is really like there's a set Second guess. I mean, I know for a fact that I can climb five nine, and there's no way I'm going to fall off of it. But if there was, if I'm presented with that, I mean, I have this big second guess of like, well, what if I can't? What if this time I can't? There's there's no gear, and yeah. and you guys could be just like, I can climb five nine, and I'm so I'm going to go ahead and climb five nine, and yeah, regardless of yeah. what, and I don't fall off five nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Max is free climbing the enduro corner on the South A, right. it wasn't Bomber Pro. Right, right. I mean, the cams weren't that good. Right. You know, he was clipping into rurps and copperheads mm-hmm. and all that kind of that mm-hmm. fixed garbage that was there back then. But yet, you know, there's no way people would lead it with that gear now. Right. You know, I mean, the thing's all cleaned out. The cams are much more advanced and right. stuff like that. I mean, so to, to go back and free climb it with the gear Max had then is like no it's a proud achievement i mean and 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 then you know going back to your freaking putting nuts in the in the uh phoenix <laughs> it's like it's just like we're talking about it's not even the same thing i mean it's it's just rad you know like that's super rad <laughs> yeah, it's, but since it was the it second, was the only thing yeah, so yeah, yeah. we didn't know cool. yeah yeah uh, it's just so fun to hear like I, I really like this, what you keep telling me, Mark, is this, like, we just wanted to climb these things and wanted to have fun on them. And, like, you know, because I I, 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 I interviewed so many professional climbers that, you know, what their their achievements are their profession. And so it's, like, important that it was the first 
female this or it was important it was the first you know free climb of this or the first of the grade or the first and you know it's just nice like you guys were just oh we'll go and climb because that's what we want to do you well, know and, and my, there was no option you guys weren't professional climbers because there was no yeah. there was nobody around signing up professional climbers for anything really well when, when I, I remember starting to feel like i could climb well at least on my local crag but my driving force was i go i wanted to be able to go to any climbing area anywhere and look at the coolest line and be mm -hmm. able to do it right and, and you, just no matter what just i wanted to be as good just so i could go do mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. looks cool i want to go do it okay and so well i got to get a little better to do that at all these right. cliffs right that's awesome and that was it so you you had this resurgence doing wall climb mm -hmm. you guys did together and i remember when we first met a couple yeah. of years ago you <laughs> to tell me how how hard it was and how it wrecked you yeah uh, pretty hard but what where is climbing now in you guys' lives? I, I have some idea, but let's talk about it on here. Where does it fit now? I mean, it's what, seventy nine, do the math. Twenty years or forty years later? Getting close, no, right? Eighty nine. Oh, Thirty nine. Thirty nine. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like 40, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. You were like, yeah. look, I was... Um, we were free climbing the South A and you were peeing in diapers. No, not quite. I was born in 71, so I... All right, okay. I, didn't, I hope I'd not, I was <laughs> yeah, out of my yeah. diapers by the time I was eight. But yeah, I'm 47, so it was 39 years ago. Sorry, yeah, Mark. Crazy. It's, that's crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. So anyway, what, what are we talking about these days for climbing with you guys? Just, you know, not like what you're, what you're climbing, but what does it mean to you now in your lives? Good question. Um, <laughs> lately, I've just been a gym climber because mm -hmm. it's been that kind of winter, and we've got a great new gym in Reno. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, but what I what I get out of it is it's kind of like those few moments, you know, in day to day life where you just get that, you know, and you hear people talk about it, just that little bit of focus, you forget about everything. And I'm lately just trying to be kind of I'm just fixated on technique stuff, just mm -hmm. how you know I'm not going to get. I've always tried to be like really, really strong at stuff. Well, that's, you know, now kids are so freaking strong. It's unbelievable. So it's like, I'm just working on that. You can always work on technique mm -hmm. and whether it's indoors, outdoors, I'm just kind of trying to go with kind of what's convenient. I like the fitness that you get out of climbing. Um, but just the mind space it gets me to. Mm -hmm. I really like it. I don't know if it just brings me back to the early days, but I just, I need it in little, if it's, you know, 10 minutes a week, it's great. You know, that's what I look for. That's what I search for. Mm -hmm. and, and staying with that or with this, I mean, I'm forcing you guys, not forcing, you volunteered, but, you know, I'm giving <laughs> you this opportunity to talk about yourselves. And, and you know, obviously you wouldn't just like chew somebody's ear in a bar about all this stuff or whatever. So I'm giving you this opportunity, but you know, you talked a minute ago about these moments on El Cap, you know, still being, you know, these pinnacle great days. And, you know, in your life, do you, do you draw inspiration from those days still or from, I'm forcing you to think back on them all, but what, what do they mean to you in terms of that era of your lives that sounded just so magical and so special to you? at least in this moment that you're talking about it. I mean, definitely some of the most memorable. And I mean, maybe you spend your life like trying to get that feeling again. Mm -hmm. 
you know, just that. And I know everybody that's climbed for a while has it, you know, that weightless feeling, everything, you're making good decisions, everything's going good. You're not thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. You're not overthinking. And you, you get those things, whether you're mountain biking or right. those little just moments of clarity, whatever that is. And you just kind of, you keep chasing those and whatever, you know, venue you need, you need to chase them in, mm -hmm. I guess. And sure, I mean, climbing is like some of the more memorable you know, deals, but even some of the recent El Cap routes. I mean, God, free climbing those pitches on top of uh, the AO. Mm. I mean, that was unbelievable. I mean, mm -hmm. just the spot you're in and, you know, run out five, nine stuff after a big aid wall. And I mean, just a magic place up there. Right. And then you're just looking at where you are and it's like, holy cow, it's so cool that, you know, your bit of skill and talent and just wanting to something draws you there you know you get to be in that place again you get to experience that thing right. again and I, you know and, I, and what's fun is i can get that you know outdoors in the gym it's kind of really cool to try to let yourself experience that all the time right. you know even on you know like around here or some of the the hairy mountain bike trails you absolutely get that focus you know if not you find out quick right there's no rope to keep you up. No, there's no belay on right. mountain mountain biking. Right. Scary. Right. It totally is. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't that's why I don't do it. People always like, Why are you mountain biking? I'm like, I'm scared of it. They're like, You're a climber. I'm like, no, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. no. That's a whole different ballgame. You're looking at the yeah, dirt all the totally. time. Yeah. Mark, you've come back into it pretty hardcore. I mean, we've we've met in the last couple of years. You've been out on the road climbing is when we've met. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what's it go what's uh where where is it live in your brain these um, days? I've been retired for the last three years. I live in a van, and so I am truly a bum. Um, <laughs> you regressed or progressed? Yeah, yeah. No, I progressed. Yeah. Progressed backwards. Yeah. That? That's yeah. maybe a better way to put it. The um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I was thinking about this today. I was just like, I, I am still as psyched about climbing today as when I started. You know, in 1972. Um, you and I go climbing. I am the first guy to have my pack ready to go. I am the first guy up the trail. I want you to hurry the fuck up so that we can go climbing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, right now, today, tomorrow. I just enjoy the movement. I enjoy the being out there with the people. You know, in different sport climbing, you can do different levels of things. And also, I mean, I hope I've matured that I don't have to go climb 5'11". You know, I can go climb 5'8 with with a fun person and have a great old time, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just love it. Like, you know, Max says you get the same thing mountain biking, you know, like I kite down in Mexico and I do all this, uh, you know, it's just that being outdoors, doing it. Max and I bivying on El Cap with the bats and the moon coming out, you know. And, and then he and I, I mean, I feel so grateful to have Max as a partner back then and heck now you know we've done five el cap routes in the last five or six years and so we're sort of doing it again it's like a goddamn buddy movie it's <laughs> so awesome yeah. I just, but it, it's I, I mean when i because i heard that and this and it's part of when i it was near when i started this um this podcast and and part of the thing and i, I just interrupt you I yeah it's right. i i and Max, you saw it, and I think Mark, you might have seen it in some, and maybe it was in Rock and I. Some, it, oh, it was a question was like, "What's your dream interview?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I saw wanna, that, yeah, yeah, I want to interview those guys. I want to <laughs> Jones and Hudon. Like that's and and I think probably a lot of people read that and were like, "No Sharma, no." Yeah, I was yeah. like, "No, those guys are yeah. the dudes I want to talk to." Yeah. But because I had heard 
through the grapevine that's like, oh, yeah, those guys climbed space. So they climbed. It was right around then. Uh, South Seas. Yeah, or South Seas, rather. Yeah, I keep saying space, but it was South Seas. But, and, I, and so that was my, like, I'm like, that's so fucking cool that they're, like, back in the, well, in the saddle. And, and, and I just, like, and when you're talking about the two of you guys sitting on a wall on a ledge, it's just, like, the greatest fucking thing. You guys can't see me, but I'm just, like, the yeah. biggest smile on my face. <laughs> well, and we're... And we're... I mean, now, you know, we're sitting on the portal edge, we're talking about our daughters, we're talking mm-hmm. about our businesses, you know, Max is talking about training, I'm telling him about coffee, you know, I mean, it's, we're old guys now, you know, mm-hmm. we're, but, we, but we're so happy to be doing it at the level we're doing mm-hmm. it. I mean, again, we don't care. Right. We're up there doing it, you know, yeah. if, it, if it takes us, I mean, okay, sure, we did we did like reticent, which is supposed to be hard, you know, and, but but we did it, but we didn't do it because to prove anything. We did it just because we wanted to go do it. Right. You know, I mean, and we had a great, great, great freaking time on it. You know, we, we, we tried to do, um, Zodiac in a day. Right. You know, my, my good friend Shane Lente soloed Zodiac in 19 hours. Right. So, you know, Max and I were going, we we're freaking Jeez. badass. He's right. just a kid. He's just a kid. You know, we could do it in 19 hours. I mean, what the fuck? Well, 30 hours later, we got to the top and, you know, we were laughing and laughing and laughing that, you know, here we are. We, we, had a, we slept more comfortably on it 40 years ago than we did that night. Yeah, I remember Peanut Ledge being a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of it's falling off. Yeah. Must have, right? You know, Must have fallen I mean, off. And we're laughing. <laughs> you know, we're just going, haven't we learned anything in the last 40 right, years? Right. You know, but yet, here we are. We're still doing it. And it's just, to me, I mean, it's the greatest gift of my life right. that I get to climb El Cap with Max. Yeah, that's you know? really awesome. That is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're not, you're not exactly free climbing like a chump right now either. I mean, you've been, it, you climbed the, you climbed Tag Your Time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that's. Yeah. I was happy with that. Yeah. That's a badass route, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, I don't know. You guys, it's been a real pleasure, man. And uh, I'm so glad that you made this happen. Oh, that man. we got to sit down together, the three of us. Because that's been the, literally, like I said, it was like my dream interview. <laughs> yeah, like awesome. five years ago, it's been. And yeah. I've, I've met you guys separately. And we've sort of had it in the ether of yeah. doing this yeah. and man i'm just so excited that we got to sit down yeah yeah and is there any like you want to tell the these young kids any last piece of advice about how to approach <laughs> climbing have fun yeah just have fun i i actually one little story okay that i kind of one of one of the the fun ones back east and we were in uh uh cathedral ledge and so this kind of like you know, just like do what you want. Go out and have some fun. Well, we were asking, Mark was asking about this route on, uh, I think, Women in Love on Cathedral Ledge. And we were talking to Ed Webster. And Mark was asking, hey, you think that'll go free? No, no, that'll never go free. So that afternoon, late in the afternoon, we look over there. Henry Barber and Ed Webster are on it, free climbing it. Because <laughs> they knew we were in town. Right. And it's like, those sons of bitches. Right. So get your stuff. Let's go. So as it was getting dark on the last pitch, I was behind Ed as they were doing the first ascent, hitting his foot with my hand. Come on, Ed. Come on, Ed. I need that hold. Come on, Ed. Get off this thing. Come on. 
and leading it right behind him for the right. second ascent. Right. right on. Just because we wanted to. Right. So I'll leave and, it with that. And, and we went, <laughs> we went to the bar and we drank beer with those guys. Yeah, and got way drunk that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah, man. and that was yeah. a fun. So seek out stuff like that and right. have fun. All right, folks. Thanks for listening and thanks for sticking around long as you did on this one we had a lot of good stuff as usual i just left it all in and uh, remember folks if you want to take part in helping out with the podcast you can go to enormacast.com click on the help out tab over there and see what you can do mainly of course uh, tell your friends actually within climbing there's a lot of people just discovering podcasts for the first time i hear from them all the time like wow i just somebody just told me what a podcast was and also discovering the enormacast so let everybody know if you like the show. So folks, as the climbing season ramped up this spring in the U.S., we also, of course, saw the ramp up of some accidents, some tragedies, some fatalities. And you know, I like to go on and on about how wonderful and joyful climbing is, how inspirational it is. And that's all relatively true in that context. But, you know, it's kind of shocking when one inattentive moment or one bad decision can turn it all very dark very quickly. So, with that in mind, I would love to be able to magically say just a few words that could prevent all of those accidents. Um, But the best I can do is remind you to be attentive, be careful, double-check your systems, double-check each other, and of course, check your knot. (laughs) 